Hey everybody, welcome into the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I have to remind you guys about the really awesome deal we have going on for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. Thought AJ was recording me. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering you $10 off your $50 or more purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 or more purchase at TotalBeverage.com or on the Total Beverage app. Now let's jump into the show. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. It'll work crisscrossing with Jost. Right in, turned out by Jari. That was a one-on-two. And Jost. McKinnon. The best avalanche coverage in Denver. It's uh, it's it's Wednesday. We're halfway through. We're almost to the end. We're getting there. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. We are also presented by Blake Street Tavern today. I'm your host, Jesse Montano. I'm down here at the Blake Street Tavern with my good friend, AJ Hayfley. AJ's smirking at his phone. I thought he was taking a video of me as I was trying to do a read. <laughs> I was but, wondering uh, why you were like... Drifting yeah, from side to side. Because that, that looked like the secret, like, I'm taking a funny Snapchat of you to send all my friends. I don't have uh, friends. So uh, I, just had to, I just had to make sure that I wasn't Snapchat. being bamboozled. I know you have Snapchat. I'm old. I know you have it. Yeah. I've sent you Snapchats before. I know. I've received Snapchats from you before. How you doing? I'm good, man. I've had the... Uh, Getting down on that hot chalky over yeah, there? Yeah, I've got some hot chocolate. I've had the biggest craving for ice cream today. See, I don't like ice cream all that much, but once every six months, I like I need ice cream. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't like it normally. Well, I would definitely say today is one of those days where I absolutely need ice cream. I don't know how that connects to hot chocolate because that could not be more the opposite of hot chocolate. From a temperature standpoint. Well, I mean, sometimes it's nice to do the hot and cold thing at the same time. Do you have ice cream over there? No, but it's cold outside. Mmm. Gotcha. Yeah. We're here on Wednesday afternoon. A little bit different. AJ, we are normally saving these till after the end of the game. But it's a 7.30 start. We're not trying to get out of the arena late and then have to go record a podcast. What would your girly friend... Huh? What she have to say? What? Smirking at your phone. Yeah. The 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 sheer joy on AJ's face. It it really it warms my heart the same way that hot chocolate yeah. with no marshmallows is doing for you him. You don't need the hot chocolate. Are there marshmallows in there? Unfortunately, not. Uh. So, so we're doing this before the game is where I was going because it's going to be a late game. We wouldn't yeah. have got the show up till late anyways, and no one would have heard it until tomorrow. Yeah. So what we're going to do... Adrian and I didn't want to stay right. at the yeah. arena because it is a 7.30 game and because it's the last game before they go on their 
All-Star break plus the bye week. We don't want to be at the arena 1 a.m. when everybody else is, like, out, like, woo, it's like yeah. summer break, and we're, like, sitting there doing extra yeah. extra credit work. So uh, <laughs> so we're going to put this one up uh, here before the game starts. Uh, so if, if anybody's listening to this before the Avs Wild, hello. Shout out to you. Um, we will have an, an Avs Wild <clears throat> post-game podcast uh, tomorrow for everybody, kind of breaking down what we see tonight. Hopefully it's a win. Hopefully it's not frustrating. How about that? Not even hopefully it's a win. Hopefully it doesn't make you want to pull every hair out of your chin individually. Because uh, that's yeah. how the Predators game felt. Did it? Did I, me. You know, that, that, was a, that was an odd game. It was an odd game. But yeah. I, I mean, I obviously, hopefully, tonight goes better. And uh, you Phil, know, Philip Grubauer in net, Ryan Graves back in the lineup. So both of whom were very excitable at, uh, after morning skate this Good. morning, and they were both very bubbly. Ryan Graves is just so happy to be here. And uh, Ad talked to him, uh, and he called him Adam to his face. No. <laughs> and you know. A, easy to do in hockey because you have like these families and there are these last names that just produce endless amounts of spawn like how many how many suitors and sutters have there been in in the nhl over the last like 30 years well and everyone thinks gabe bork is ray bork's son and is also the brother of of rennie rene bork yeah so uh no i was it was just funny because he said adam graves on twitter and everyone everyone got angry because everyone loves ryan graves yeah well, he went and talked to him today about his waiver status, and Ryan said that he does not have to go through waivers. Interesting. Yeah. So. Well, there you go. AJ, you and I are going to spend this first segment talking about someone that won't be in the Avs lineup tonight, Tyson Jost. Bust. <laughs> you mean Tyson Bust? That is who I'm talking about, actually. Uh, you got a chance to look how uh, many shots on goal does he have <laughs> well he has zero shootout goals i know that as we learned the other the that Eagles, was yeah boy was that funny that was great i loved i loved the it showed that column also had zero last year mm-hmm. but he had a goal and it was like yeah <laughs> are you sure this is the direction you want to go for making your point <laughs> Do you want to die on this hill? Are yeah. you sure? Yeah, so Tyson Jost, you got a chance to uh, to head up to Loveland and see him up close uh, for <clears throat> excuse me, a couple games over the weekend. Took a puck to the face in one of the games. What did you see from 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 Tice with the Eagles getting acclimated to to some <clears throat> AHL hockey while he's trying to find that offensive touch again? You know that uh that first game was a little touch and go. There were some good moments. He could have had a couple of points had J.C. Bowden been able to finish. Um, and that's not like I'm not knocking J.C. Bowden. I'm just saying, like, that's where his points would have come from. Right. Um, he was okay the first night. Like, he it, there was, it was very obvious that he was adjusting. Yeah. Uh, the second night, he was, to my, to my eye, he was the best player on the ice for either time, for either team. Well, and, and you saw him say that after the um – after the first game, you know, the Eagles did their, you know, a little feature on yeah. him. And and he said, tonight, I was definitely getting adjusted. New teammates, new coaches, same systems, 
similar. Yeah. But he's in a completely different role, getting more minutes than he's... Way more minutes. He played all situations. Power play, even strength, penalty kill. First units out there on the ice constantly. So, so I mean, that's there. there is an adjustment period there. So that, that first night, I wasn't expecting much of him. I know there were people that were expecting him to go out and put up three goals and, and eight assists on, on I mean, his first night. But. I could see where people were disappointed where the Eagles scored seven and he doesn't pick up a single point. Right. Although he uh, he played a role in the his line scoring a goal because uh, Cout and Greer combined for a goal, but Greer was left open on the back door because uh, the defenseman was covering Jost, who was driving the front of the net. And the pass slid through and got to Greer, and Greer put it home. So on the second, let's talk more about the second night than the first night, because I think yeah. you and I agree the first night is we weren't expecting much from him. And it was it was hit or miss. Like right. there, you know, he had a he had a puck bobble at the blue line uh, that ended a power play possession. Um, but he had one turnover, um, got hit in the face. Like, yeah, it was not it was not like a all-star showing <laughs> second night though uh, i thought weirdly enough his best play came uh, on the pk he had three separate uh puck retrievals and full clears down the ice on the pk nice um he could have had a couple of assists uh he got hilariously tyson jost caliber robbed <laughs> uh, for a goal when uh his shot went off the skate blade of the goaltender of course and then it did. goes off the skate blade, and then it hits the post, and it sat on the blue line. <laughs> Red so, line. Yeah, sorry, the goal line. And uh, defender cleared it out. I even asked him after the game. I was like, at some point, do you, do you ever just ask, why me? <laughs> because I was like, this is the same stuff that's been happening to you in the NHL, too. Mm. And everybody's making such a big deal about your production, and you're like the most snake-bit dude on earth right now. Right. And he laughed and was like, Sometimes I wonder, <laughs> because it does seem a little ridiculous. It's never happened before in my life. Well, I mentioned that on my uh, when, when I when I did the show by myself on Monday. You know, these guys have at, at every level they've they've been at in their entire life. Yeah, they're they've always been the best guys on the ice. They've always been lighting up the score sheet. So when you are snake bit like that and you can't get things going, yeah. That's incredibly frustrating for, you know, a 20-year-old kid going through that for the first time in his life. The puck isn't going in. Yeah. And yeah, uh, no, it's I mean it's it's right now it's a grind for him uh mentally, physically, emotionally, all of it. And uh they basically the Avs basically just said, "Hey, we're going to send him down, uh push reset and just let him relax a little bit." He's putting so much pressure on himself and his role on the NHL's team is kind of bouncing around a little bit. Uh, it's not consistent. His play is not consistent. It's it's just it's such a grind. Yeah. And it was like, look, let's just let the guy go play games. They the Eagles play a bunch of games uh, right before the AHL All Star break, and then you know they go on their break when the Avs come back from theirs. And so hey, he'll he'll come back. Do you think that? I know that's the plan. Do you mm-hmm. think they'll do that? They'll they'll bring him back after the break? If they feel like he continues to play well. I did not see game three, um, his third game the other day against Stockton. I didn't see it, so I don't know what happened. But I think they're in Bakersfield tonight. Yeah, I'm I mean, 
we'll it, it just depends. Like, if he plays well, you know, obviously you do want to see him put up points. If he goes all six games without putting up points, it's a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Like, regardless of his process, regardless of everything else, it's a disappointment. You do want to see him produce. Um, but it's... He looked really, really good the second game that I saw him. It was it was all very positive. Uh, I thought he was the best player. He was rocking and rolling. His usage on the power play, I didn't understand. They had him manning the point. Interesting. Next to uh, Warsawski. And it was just kind of like, what you doing up there? <laughs> because he didn't really drop down to the wall. You know like how we have Ranton and we'll drop down to the half wall? Mm-hmm. And then he'll come up to the point, and McKinnon will rotate down. They're they're doing they're running the same power play system. It's the same concept, except Joe's never rotated down. He stayed up high the whole time, and it was like, well, and and I mean, bye. Nate has a has a surprisingly heavy shot. You know, he's 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 got a great slap shot. Obviously, everyone you know his wrist shot has he's got one of the best releases in the league. It's nasty. Joe's doesn't have that same like heavy booming shot yeah it was, he, it was weird usage he's got a great release he's, he's got a quick uh you know the puck comes off his stick quickly but definitely not someone that i would say is much of a threat from the point so that's interesting to hear well and but he uh he should have had a couple of assists uh, a couple of power play in the two games that i saw because he made the same plays that resulted in perfect scoring chances mm-hmm. where uh he would fake the pass over the defenseman and then he would drop it down low to Greer, and then Greer would just make a touch pass to Bowden, who's standing right in front of the net. And it was perfect. Both times, tic-tac-toe. And the first time, Bowden shot the puck right into the goalie's chest. And the second time, uh, there was a little bit of rotation, and the goalie hadn't gotten all the way over to cover the post yet. And Bowden just missed the net entirely. So you said they used him on the on the penalty kill. Do you think that's something that might be a goal for the uh, for the Avs down the road, assuming you know Joe you know, finds his... Finds his legs a little bit here with the Eagles. Do you think it's it's feasible to to say that you know they eventually want this kid to be a penalty Perfect. killer? Um, yeah, I well, I think I've always liked his two way ability. I've always liked it. Mm-hmm. I've always thought that was one of the selling points of Tyson Jost. So why not give him that role? Why not give him those minutes? You know, they're still they're still forcing like right now. And I hate to do this again. But they're still forcing Gabe Bork in there. You know, Matt Calvert, Matt Nieto, JT Comfer, Carl Soderberg, Gabe Landeskog. Those should be your PKers. If you want to save Landeskog because he's already playing a ton of minutes, or you want to save a little bit of Soderberg because his minutes have started to take a big jump as well, Tyson Jones is a perfect guy to, to come in and do that. That's why you like his two-way ability, because he can help you in that area. So I think it's I think it makes a lot of sense. I think they should 100% give him that look when he comes back. Um, his his hockey IQ is is high enough. I mean, it's really high. Yeah. One of his best attributes. And so, you know, utilizing him in a situation where it's all about making the right reads and understanding what's going on and being able to process information quickly, he should excel in that kind of role. And I think I would give him that opportunity. Let's take a quick break. Uh, remind everybody, we're down here at Blake Street Tavern as the famous Blake Street nachos were just dropped on our table. It's been a while since we've since we've gotten those, AJ. We've been down here a handful of times. We haven't gotten them in a while. They look delicious. I also want to remind you guys about one of our other amazing sponsors, Strava Craft Coffee. 
Strava Craft Coffee is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives, and the reviews are incredible, so make sure you check those out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pains, arthritis, IBS, and it has even helped decrease anxiety. CBD is all-natural and non-psychoactive, and the coffee is rich and tasty, and we could not recommend it more to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2018 at checkout, and you will get it shipped straight to your door. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage and Blake Street Tavern. We will be right back. The biggest benefits of CBD are our cognitive, our neuroprotection, neuroregeneration, anti-inflammatory, and then a lot of the most common situations that, that people are taking it are for pain. That is Arthur Jaffe, a former CU Buffs football player and founder of Elixinol, a Colorado-based company focused on providing the highest quality of CBD oil and hemp extracts in the world. Like Arthur mentioned earlier, CBD has significant medical benefits and isn't limited to just athletes. Everyone can take it, from adults and children to even your dog. I wished I would have learned about it or that it would have been more prominent at a younger age to potentially have, have given my father a, a significant opportunity to fight prostate cancer, which ultimately took his life when I was 13. You know, I really think that it would have helped him. Arthur and the folks over at Elixinol's mission is to educate, inspire, and empower others to live naturally healthy, happy lives. To learn more and join the CBD conversation, check out Elixinol.com. Segment number two here, BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage and the Blake Street Tavern. I'm your host, Jesse Montano. I'm sitting alongside AJ Hayfleet down at the Blake Street Tavern. AJ has... Uh, not even put a dent in those nachos. Per usual, they come Not piled. A dent. <laughs> I was hoping you were gonna pick up on it. No dents, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, if only that were true. Straight up, man. It's January and I'm not dentless anymore. <laughs> I was dentless for like a day. I was just about to say January one. I was dentless, man. <laughs> it's, it's January 23rd. I'm, <laughs> I'm a hail sale. You're, we're, we're significantly dented. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the dream lives, though. Dentless right. in 2020. That's right. That's right. We'll just push it. We'll push it a year. That's who we're going to vote for for president in 2020. <laughs> dentless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a slogan. Uh, but seriously, I mean, they, they, the, the nachos come out here piled up to your chin, and by the time you leave, they're a little bit further down your chin when you're done with them because that's all you can get out. Chin, yeah, I get chin. it. I get it. I mean, they can't. They can't see me. But the point is, there's a lot of nachos, yeah. and they're so good, top to bottom. Yeah. AJ, there's I mean, a they're l- delicious, man. They're so good. Uh, there's a lot of sadness in Avs land. We we did this a couple weeks ago, where it's just like, hey, let's Group not hug. be sad. Yeah. So we're gonna hey <laughs> change change. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna switch gears a little bit. We, we've got shows kind of planned out for the next couple days, so we don't really have a place to talk about this before it takes place. We're going to talk some All-Star Game. The Avs are sending three participants to the All-Star Game since the first time since 1967 or something like that, or the early 2000s, one of the two. Same thing. <clears throat> and uh, At that point, is there really a difference? No. 
I mean, not like, at all. It's like, yeah, the difference is 30 years, but it's like, yeah, what's the difference? What's 30 years? Uh, that's only my entire life. It's <laughs> <That's> my existence. <laughs> um, Which, All-Star game coming up. It's it's going to be fun for Avs fans. Mm-hmm. This is the first time in, in probably like five or six years someone isn't going from the Avs just because they have to. I think Nate last year earned it. Uh, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Nate, Nate earned it last year. <clears throat> but the year before, he outright said, I don't know why I'm going. Yeah. And uh, I've talked to him about it, too. I've been like, hey, like, because, you know, he's a huge uh, basketball fan. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, the NBA, they don't mess with any of that. They don't worry about who, who goes, like how many teams get represented. If seven teams get represented, then seven teams Is get represented. True? Yeah, they don't care. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's 12 and 12. Oh, from each that's conference. Funny, yeah. So, and you know, half of them have to be from Golden State. So, <laughs> and then LeBron. So that's yeah. There's most your of the there's Western your West. Roster. But yeah, like he was he was saying, you know, the the exclusivity is what makes it special in the NBA because it's just whoever gets voted in and then gets picked. Because you know, I think I think how they do it now is the fans vote for the starting five from each conference. And then after that, the coaches make the selections. For the last seven? Yeah. Otherwise, like, you do end up with stupidity where you're just like, obvious all-stars are not going because fans with bigger fan bases are going to run over the Milwaukee Bucks, you know? Right, One of the best teams in basketball has has nobody going. Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... After sending uh, the entire top line, Nathan McKinnon, Gabe Landeskog, Miko Rantanen... Talked to Gabe today about it, so and uh, I asked him if he was going to play defense for that line, and he <laughs> said he looked at me. He said, "I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> We've only got two defensemen," and he was like, "I don't know what, I don't know what the plan is here." Oh my gosh, that's right, Miro Heiskanen and Roman Yossi, yeah, <laughs> who are both kind of forwards. <laughs> I mean, they're both very offensive. Yeah. Roman Yossi's. Uh, awesome. Uh, He's so good, dude. It's crazy good. I'm not going to feel bad when Nashville can't pay him. <laughs> so In we, a year. <laughs> we do this every year, and and the Central, we always think he's going to run through everyone, and they always don't even... They don't even try, yeah, and they, 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 they get game. blown out by the Pacific, who then goes on to play a boring-ass 2-1 to one game in the in the final. Well, dude, it's it's funny because all of these guys, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's fun, and you're out there having, you know, it's you're loose. And then you get to that final game, it's like, hey, you split a million bucks if you win. Right. <laughs> and and like, all those dudes can just hear their significant others in their ear being like, what do you mean you didn't try for that million dollars? Like Elias Pettersson, Miro Heiskanen, you split that up. That's like 30% of their salary for this yeah. year. Like, uh, oh, what's that? I'm a million dollar player? Right, yeah. Like, I've got a million dollar contract this year, mm-hmm. and we win this thing this weekend, and I just get an extra $300,000 or whatever it ends mm-hmm. up being. So, uh, I actually have no idea how many how many guys are on each team. Uh, two, four, six, eight, ten, eleven. Nine skaters, two goalies. Eh. Doesn't end up, doesn't end up being... That much. <laughs> only it's 100K. Like, I was going to say it's only $95,000. <laughs> um, Is that tax free? There's no way that could be tax free. So $60,000. Still, man, that's. 
if, if someone's just like, hey, go out and try and I'll give you 60K. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm going to try. Well, especially for the rookies. Right. Because, you know, they make a million dollars over the course of the year. And that's like, hey, and that's here's. That's before they pay their agent. And that's before taxes. So, right. so 60K cash is a nice little right. bump for them. Well, yeah, like that's a drug deal. Okay. Like, that's like a dope drug deal. All like, right. Like, All could right. you imagine like if they just had like suitcases with the 60K in it and cash? <laughs> and they were just like, okay, here's your briefcase full of money. <laughs> this is dodgeball. <laughs> like, the oh. one stack of money in the briefcase. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, I don't know if you've ever seen $100,000 before. The one stack. Yeah. That's one of my favorite scenes. Dude, that ever. movie that movie has aged phenomenally. Great, great cast. Like I'm not the world's movie. biggest Ben Stiller fan. Like that kind of like overly stupid comedy is very hit or miss with me. But that one, that that movie has it, it's great. It's aged. I think it's better than Zoolander. So oh, Zoolander's hilarious, man. I love Zoolander. Zoolander has its moments. <laughs> Like when he uh, meets David Duchovny and the who's the hand model? Yeah, <laughs> that whole scene. But why male models? <laughs> slays me. You know that was an that scene was an accident. Well, yeah, uh, he forgot his line. Yeah, and and the, so when he he goes, I, I just told you that's a genuine yeah. reaction. Yeah, right. They just played it off, and that was the take that they ended up going with. I love that that, that kind of like mm-hmm. how the movie gets made kind of thing. Right. Because, like, there's no way written down on paper that scene is as funny if they do it on purpose. Dumb and Dumber, the uh, most annoying sound you ever heard in your life. I don't like that movie, so. But, do you know that scene of yeah. Time Out? Yeah, oh, That's yeah. another one that yeah. he, he did. They were just filming. He was like, all right, action. And he did that. And that's why <laughs> if you watch, I don't remember uh, the actor's name, the other. The guy in the middle. No, no, the the other main character. Oh, Jeff Daniels. He starts la- like He starts hilariously laughing. When he says it, he looks over at him, like, confused. Jim Carrey does it, and he actually starts like laughing because no one knew that he was gonna do it, and that kind of stuff. I think is well, so and, damn. Funny. And then you see the guy in the middle; he actually like turns his head <laughs> yeah. because he's got to keep from like very blatantly being like, "This is funny. I'm supposed to be annoyed by this." So um, and that's the stuff that oh, I love that stuff. What are we talking about? <laughs> the All Star All Star Game. game? Uh, I mean, at this point, like. Movie outtakes are usually as entertaining as the All Star Game weekend is. But the thing but, with so the All Star Weekend is, every year I go into it super stoked, like, oh, the skills competition! I'm totally gonna watch it. It's gonna be a great time. We're gonna get to see some of the best players in the world play three on three, and then they go out there and they play shinny, and you're like, oh, I forgot about this part of it. This is boring. Although you remember last year, didn't we have an offside challenge? Mm-hmm. The All-Star Game was, was really good last year. I think that was one of the better ones they've had in a while. Everything about Tampa Bay is great, except Kid Rock. <laughs> Let's run through the rosters here. I just kind of want to hear your thoughts on... You've got them pulled up, I hope? I do have them okay. pulled up. because I tried to get them on the NHL app, and it turns out that app is not good. What? I'm on the website, and it barely works, dude. <laughs> uh, Pacific Division. <laughs> just the idea that their actual website, you still can't get it to work. Johnny Goudreau, Clayton Keller, Connor McDavid as the captain, Joe Pavelski, Elias Pettersson, Leon Dreisaitl, Brent Burns, Drew Doughty, Marc-Andre Fleury, John Gibson, then Eric Carlson is a question mark pending health. That is not a very fleet of foot group. Outside of McDavid. Of course. Goudreau. I mean, he's not. Shifty? Yeah, shifty. More than speedy. 
What do you think of the Pacific? I mean, is that uh, would you say that's that is a, a, a solid, an lineup. accurate depiction of, of of the best players out of the Pacific? Um, I mean, I'd have to look at a list of guys that missed because the rosters. So what's interesting, and going back to the my conversation with McKinnon about the exclusivity of the NBA, what's interesting about the NHL is that they limit the rosters. The rosters are now so small, it's really hard to make the All-Star game. But then they force every team to represent somebody, so it makes it even harder for everybody. You know, like Mitch Marner, not going to be at the All-Star game, you know? Well, he's no Miko Rantanen, but... Like, Mitch, I mean, like Mitch Marner not gonna be not gonna be at the All Star game, and like, is is your game better for that? Because you wanted every single team represented, and so it's weird that they have like these mutually exclusive ideals of exclusivity and inclusion, right? Battling for these super tiny, these compact rosters, and it's like, why not just make rosters of like sixteen guys? Like, have these robust rosters, full line changes, lots of different guys get to go out on the ice and play. And then you can, a bunch of guys get to go enjoy the, you know, the weekend or whatever. I liked a couple years ago when they did the, um, they did the, the rookie, I don't remember, like the young stars. Oh, yeah. And, and, and the another idea that they ripped off from the NBA. Rookies got to go do the skills competition and all that stuff, but then they didn't play in the actual game. I think that would be a, a good way of doing it, too. Uh, Central Division. Again, on paper, holy smokes, man. Patrick Kane. On paper, the guys who didn't make the Central Division team could probably take the Pacific Division. Patrick Kane, Nathan McKinnon, Ryan O'Reilly, Miko Rantanen, Mark Scheifele, Blake Wheeler, Gabe Landeskog, Miro Heiskanen, Roman Yossi, Devin Dubnik, and Pecorine, who, meh. Goaltenders don't move the needle for me in in the Central, but... uh, I mean, Pekka. It's not the postseason yet, so Pekka's good. <laughs> we talked about this yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I say that watch Devin Dubnik's going to come play out of his mind here tonight. History's not on his side. <laughs> Again, just, not. just from those names, this, this is the easy favorite, right? Um, sure. Nathan McKinnon's going to get to hang out with Ryan O'Reilly again. He's a good cool. buddy. Yeah, they're yeah, good they're, friends. They're, they're chill. Uh, I think uh, Landy is too. Yeah, I think they all are. So first, uh, no slap fight. No slap fight part two. So Gabriel Landeskog was part of the Young Stars thing his rookie year. He got to do the skills competition, but this is technically his first All Star game appearance. Same for Miko Rantanen, Nathan McKinnon's third. Just kind of a fun. Gabe did tell me he would be participating in the skills competition. He doesn't know what he'll be doing yet, and he'll find that out probably uh, Friday I, morning. I believe everyone is, right? So I, think, I, think, I, think, I think they have to now mm-hmm. because they don't do the Youngstar thing anymore. Right. Uh, but I did ask him. I said, hey, are you looking forward to participating and doing it? He was like, yeah, it's going to be. <clears throat> He's very like, it'll be cool. To me, that's the skills is the best part of the weekend. Yeah, it's, I've always preferred it. I, I, I usually make time to watch the skills, and then I'll record the All-Star game. And if anything of note happens or if I – happen to be in front of the TV, I'll mm-hmm. plop down and watch it. But sure. uh, All right. Metropolitan, Sebastian Ajo, Cam Atkinson, Matthew Barzal, Sidney Crosby, Claude Giroux, Kyle Palmieri, 
John Carlson, Seth Jones, Chris Letang, Braden Holpe, Henrik Lundqvist. Like, that's a great, that division, a great example of you got to put guys in from every team. Because, like, Kyle Palmieri. Right. Now, to be fair, I believe Kyle Palmieri is taking Taylor Hall's spot. Right. I believe Taylor Hall did originally uh, get the selection, but he, I believe, also health reasons. Uh, so Kyle Palmieri stepped in. But, yeah, I agree with you. That's, that's a spot that it's like. Like, it's cool for him, and it's yeah. cool for Devils fans. It's a bummer for every other fan base that's watching the game. And that's no offense to Kyle Palmieri. It's just that he's not a guy that sells the game. He's not a guy that moves the needle, you know? And that's really what the All-Star Game is about. It's about showcasing the best of the best. And instead, the NHL is too worried about, let's make everybody feel good. Like, hey, millennials get dinged for participation trophies, and then the non-millennial guys running the NHL. Hand them out like candy. Right. They're like, hey, that's a great way to, to run a big business. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Atlantic Division is uh, Jack Eichel, Nikita Kucherov, Austin Matthews, Jeff Skinner, David Posternock, Steven Samkos, John Tavares, Thomas Shabbat, Keith Yandel, Jimmy Howard, and Andre Vasilevsky. Keith Yandel's at the All-Star Game. So is Jimmy Howard. Jimmy Howard's played well, though. So at least Howard sucks, dude. Okay, <laughs> he's a, he's he's been fine this year. Sure. You put you put Jimmy Howard in Colorado's net with the same production. <laughs> Colorado doing just fine. <laughs> on, I'm just uh, saying. On paper, this I think is the uh, the other early favorite with the Central for for the million million dollar prize. Yeah, this is a bunch of woe dudes. Uh, not very many. Not as many blah dudes. Uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm amped to see them, dude. Like they're, it's, it, I like watching the East guys play mm-hmm. every year, just because I don't get to see as much of them in general. Um, watching, watching the Pacific and the Central every year is kind of just like, ugh. <laughs> so, especially knowing the Central's gonna lose, right, right, because they're gonna totally mail it in if they do every year. Yeah, and just chill. So we mentioned the rosters, kind of participation trophy type thing. Yeah. Do you like this better than any of the formats they've tried in the past where, you know, a couple of years ago it was, you know, John Scott was in, which that ended up being an awesome moment. The whole, you know, John Scott being in the All-Star game. I mean, when he won MVP and like, it wasn't just like a feel-good MVP. The dude won the MVP. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, when they did like the uh, the fantasy draft and stuff, you know, it was, that was... So the fantasy draft was awesome. I, I liked and that a lot. You know it's awesome because the NBA stole that idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so would you prefer that over this? Except you, I mean, you could even do it where it's four teams, four different captains, and everyone picks do, their own three-on-three. That's team. what I would do. I would have the four captains, and then do the same fantasy draft, except allow them to get liquored up, allow them to have fun, allow them to get all crazy. <laughs> they let and, Ovi do that. <laughs> well, I mean, Ovi's gonna do what Ovi's gonna do. Let's be real here. That's one of Hannah's like all-time favorite hockey moments: is watching Ovi in the green room. I need Car. I need Car so bad. Yeah. Hammered talking to Pierre Maguire on NBC. Dude, it was amazing. The whole thing was just phenomenal theater. <laughs> because, like, this is the most buttoned up sport in the world. Yeah. And all of a sudden, all these dudes are hanging out. They're having a blast. 
It's a free trip to where you know wherever. I mean, it's kind of a bummer at San Jose this year. Yeah, and St. Louis next year. I can't believe but they haven't done one in Vegas yet. I thought they would have done Vegas like first thing. Straight up. I mean, I guess it's because they do everything else in Vegas now. Like what though? The awards every year. Yeah, but they've always so. done that. Even before there was a hockey team there. Yeah, but it's like oh, the awards and you know, uh, I know that they're That's trying. It. They're trying to get a draft. Well, yeah. And of but, course, you know Seattle's trying to get a draft too. Like, yeah, those are dope locations. Like, it's weird that like this is no offense to St. Louis, but it's not like a hey, everybody's really excited about a free trip to St. Louis in January. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. It's it's. Uh, I don't know why they. Yeah, I would love for them to bring it back here. I remember going to it uh, in '01. It was just fun. It's yeah. fun. It, 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 it was definitely more enjoyable to to be at it live. Oh yeah. Uh, so I, ho- I hope they bring it back here. I hope they bring it back here because we could work that thing. <laughs> Weird thing to be excited about, but yeah. No, like could oh, you, just uh, like, just the access. Well, to yeah, and getting getting to go talk to all those guys and just you know, yeah, that's what I think would be cool. I mean, that's that's the cool part of it. Like one of uh, one of the things i'm most jealous that dater's gotten to do in his career was that nhl 100 thing yeah no kidding where he got man. to stand on the stage with all those guys and just like the history and the the, the greatness and the, the hall of fame and the everything the caliber of talent that you're in a room with is just overwhelming the one time i uh last year i hung around after morning skate and uh and watched Pittsburgh's morning skate, and I ah. went in to do their media available just because Sid and it's and it's Malkin and yeah, just to go in and be like, yeah, I was able, to, I was able to talk to those who, guys, yeah, who, who doesn't talk to the media, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, so no, that's that's a great point. It would be cool to be able to be right, and like it's not like we're not like allowed to. It's just that we've never requested to go to the All Star Game, right? This would have been the year to go, but I know Adrian and I are both like break time. <laughs> I don't know. I thought about going just just for the hell of it, just because it'd be fun to go to one. I've never th- been this one in particular. Yeah, just obviously because the three abs. Yeah, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll we'll do a quick wrap up segment. Uh, talk a little bit more. All star BSN Avalanche podcast. You didn't remind me. Hey, and I remembered. To, I remembered on my own. You need to pay some bills. I do need to pay some bills, and it was on AJ to remind me, and I had to do it myself. I just did. Yeah, after I said it, after I yelled it. We already told you guys about them, but um, got to remind you about Total Beverage. Make sure you guys are using that promo code BSN10. You're going to get $10 off your $50 order when you download the Total Beverage app or go to TotalBev.com. They're delivering now to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. Again, that's TotalBeverage.com or download the Total Beverage app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 or more purchase. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage and Blake Street Tavern. We will be right back. Hey, BSN fans, your favorite Colorado sports network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to BSNbars.com and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bar 
bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser, and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars. There are over 20 bars there. You're sure to find one close to you. It's bsnbars.com. Find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house. Thanks for listening to the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Third and final segment, BSN Avalanche Podcast, presented by Total Beverage and Blake Street Tavern. Jesse Montano and AJ Hafley down here at the Blake Street Tavern in downtown Denver on Blake Street, right across the street from Coors Field. It is aptly named. Yep, it's very, very. Uh, it's an appropriate name for yep. this establishment. Honestly, guys, we we constantly are getting asked, "Hey, I'm making mm. my first trip to Denver." Going to go see an abs game. What are the places I should hit up? This is number one on your list yeah. for game day. This is what I always tell people. Just go to Blake Street, guys. Yeah, go to Blake Street, especially before the game. It's uh, it's it's close enough that if you don't want to walk it, you know, if you're here in February. Those and you are don't, for you. I know. I figured. Uh, if you don't want to walk it's your it. your birthday present. <laughs> light up poinsettias. God, I really need to get that to you. <laughs> Every time you mention it, I get a little more nervous. <laughs> Uh, There's one person in the world who knows what it is, outside of me and the person I bought it from. Bought it from? Yeah. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Uh, Again, for everyone that thinks I'm just an ungrateful (laughs) asshole, I I just, and I know most people have heard this story, but the last birthday present AJ got for someone, I was was with him when he was ordering it, and he was doing that same laugh (laughs) the whole time. (laughs) And, uh... So I'm, I'm rightfully yeah. so a little nervous. <laughs> uh, but no, so Blake Street, if if, if you don't want to walk it, you know, if it's cold out, it's a $5 Uber, uh, $5 Lyft, I actually think is who they have <clears throat> an agreement with. So forget I said Uber. Uh, up to Pepsi Center. Yeah. So it's, guys, it's it's awesome. The food is great. The portions are huge. We were actually just talking during the break about how amazingly good the wings are. Yeah. But again, it's so much food. Yeah. The nachos. We talk about it constantly. AJ just posted a picture of the nachos. It's it's just this mountain of food. So it's yeah. great prices. Awesome, awesome uh, environment. I mean, there's from where I'm sitting, I can see 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 TVs. <laughs> from where I'm sitting in, like, the corner of this restaurant. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's definitely, oh, 15. I missed that one in there. It's an awesome spot in downtown, guys. This is definitely, uh, whenever, if, if any of you that are visiting Denver, and even if you live in Denver, this is definitely the spot before the game. That's why AJ and I are here. It really is. We were we were told that, uh, hey, you guys need to go to Blake Street this week, and we were like, well, we're just going to do it before a game and get some eats, yeah. obviously. <laughs> so, this is why we're here. This is why we're here. We talked all-star rosters last segment. I got a question for you. Okay. What jersey number do you wear? Seventeen. Why? Uh, I, I was I was assigned it when I was like seriously. This is your story. When I was like eight, and I just I've ever since then I just every team I moved to that was just the number I went with. What? That's it. Hey, you know how Adam Foots fifty two is hanging in the rafters? You know how he got it? His first day of training camp, they gave him fifty two. Well, I was the same thing with Hayduke. Yeah, exactly. They just they just assigned it to him, and he said, "I'm not above this number." He was like, "I." Yeah. So why are you giving me shit? It was the same thing. Well, because their their numbers are in the rafters. Well, I know that, but I'm just saying. Why? Why do you ask? I don't know. I've just always been curious. Like usually, people have a story behind the number that they wear, their preferred jersey number or whatever. 
Nope. I uh, it was given to me. Yeah, when I was, I think I was like eight or nine, and just every club team, travel team, mm-hmm. school team that I went to, I just I always took seventeen after that. So I've, I've got this. Uh, so that's got, why that's why you're Tyson Joe's fanboy. Why? Because he wears seventeen. Oh, Tyson Jost. Yeah. I heard Tyson Berry in my head, and I was like, huh, no. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously, <laughs> with his number four. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. Um, Great connection, AJ. Yeah. Well, I actually, all jokes aside, I was happy when, when Jost changed from 27. Actually, when when he went to uh, to Nodak and, uh, and took 17, I was like, I hope he carries that over. So there's finally a relevant Av wearing 17. And then when he first joined the team, he had to take 27. I was like, man, if I miss out on a good player wearing <laughs> 17 because Rene Bork just happened to be around. <laughs> the one year. Yeah, yeah, the one time. <laughs> like before that, it was Brad Stewart. And I think Chuck Kobusu wore it at one point. Mm, Dario's favorite. Kobusu? Oh, dude, you should ask Dario. Next time you see Dario, make sure you ask him about Chuck Kobusu. Okay, I will. Because I remember sitting next to Dario uh, when the Avs signed him. Uh, and and we were at training camp, and he came onto the ice, and we were watching him. Oh, that that was a love connection. It was a, one of the greatest love stories of all time. Is Dario Are you being sarcastic? And the and the Chuck Kobus. Just ask him about it next time you see him. But so I mean, like those were the guys. That he loves that story. So that oh man, <laughs> that War Seventeen. You know, especially like when I was younger, and like mm-hmm. I wanted someone cool to wear seventeen. Because, mm-hmm. first of all, not a lot of people wear it. It's not a very... Yeah. It's not like my number where everybody wears it. 19? So, four. Oh. Yeah. So, Tyson... <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I, well, I wore it for uh, Rob Blake. He was oh, my yeah. favorite growing up. And I played defense, so... Um, I actually started playing defense because of Ozilinch. And then I loved Rob Blake. And then the Avs traded for him. And I was like, well, now I'm number four forever. So I. Um, so it's real weird when I sit next to him in the press box when the Kings are in town, and I'm just like, yeah. hero. <laughs> when I was uh, when I was little, like real little, uh, you know they. When you're that little, no one plays like you play whatever the coach tells you to play. Yeah, right. And they they threw me out there on defense, and I just I just like took to it, and I was always like, eh, I want to score goals. And then at, at the end of the year party, I think I was like five and a half or six the coach was like you know jesse really took to it and, and he, he's kind of like our little ray bork out there and i was like i'm gonna play defense forever now that you said that <laughs> and i did I, pl- I played defense till i was 20 years old now i'm in men's leagues and it's free for all but uh yeah the, I, I had a coach True positionless hockey yeah i had a coach say he's our little ray bork out there and i was like well that's all the that's all the uh Instead of I need to play defense, we're for, done for the next fifteen years of my life. Uh, so it's that's funny stories. Yeah, well, and, and four obviously like rotates in, you know, right? You know, Lyles had it, now Barry has it, and I'm like, okay, well, I guess Kill McCarr can have it next. That's <laughs> I'd be down with that. Kill McCarr is going to take nine, and yep, it's going to be gonna the gonna ultimate. Take nine. I'm so I'm dying for him to take nine. I've been telling Kevin. For the last two years, <laughs> Kale McCarr is going to come in and take number nine. And, and you know Kevin, and, and he's just – everything with Kevin is so ridiculous. And uh, he was not a Matthew Shane fan. I'll put it that way. So he's like, good, I hope he comes in. And, 
and I hope he comes in tonight and takes number nine, <laughs> and they don't care at all. Uh, it's going to suck when he takes eight, because it's going to be like, so close. That's all right. Jack Hughes can take nine. It'll be the ultimate troll. <sighs> that would Wouldn't be... that be hilarious? We're uh, supposed to be talking about uh, All-Star Game skills competition. We both said in the last segment, this is usually yeah. our favorite part of the weekend. Uh, before I, I list off what the what the uh, events are for this year, what is your favorite event to watch? Fastest skater. Me too. Yep. Yes. Uh, I I mean, is it anybody's surprise if you've ever heard me do a draft show that I, <laughs> you know, fastest yeah. skater is my favorite. Skating is the one thing that I'm like obsessive about in in scouting and in watching prospects and. That I will dig guys the hardest for. It was the biggest reason why I did not think Colorado was going to draft Tyson Jost. <laughs> like, yeah, I uh, I always love watching fastest skater. And, yeah, I mean, it's a little less cool now. I was, <laughs> dude, you, you're about to take the words out of yeah, my mouth. <laughs> just because you know McDavid is is like, like all the other participants, it's like leading the lambs to the slaughter. Well, what's crazy was the year that he smoked Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon was the third fastest guy in the in out of the group. Yeah. But he beat McKinnon by like a second and a half. Yeah. Which is insane. Well, and, and that's also like, it's it's funny because it's a great example of you can actually like prove your point about how different of skaters they are. You know, they're both really fast, but with McKinnon, it's all about that explosion right out of the gate. You know, that's what makes him such a special skater. And with McDavid, it's all about that edge work and, and how he can just maintain that top speed. Not only does he get to an absurd top speed, but he maintains it, and his edge work is immaculate. I mean, it's absolutely perfect. Like, if you're, if you're teaching somebody how to skate, you're pulling up Connor McDavid YouTube highlights, and you're like, that's more or less it. He's I've never seen anyone skate the way he does. There's just there's something so insanely fluid about the way It's dude, the mechanics are perfect. I, I was just about to use the word mechanics. McDavid's Can you think of anybody that has ever looked I said as smooth? I know I know there's I'm sure a bunch of, you know, AD's generation are going to Pablo Bure is the only other one. But, but I mean even him, he just he didn't look Connor McDavid's looks completely Effortless. He looks. He looks on skates like Usain Bolt does running. Mm-hmm. Just unbelievably fast, unbelievably fluid and perfect. And like this is a person who found what he was truly meant to be doing in life. Yeah. So, and just just watching him in the fastest skater alone, it was worth the All Star Weekend. So, uh, I actually, I did not know this, but I think that I, I didn't remember this, I should say. So, the winner of each event gets 25K. Holy so, a little bit more smokes. incentive to, uh, to put no some effort Brock forth. I was so excited last year. <laughs> um, so, fastest skater. I'm going to read all these off with their sponsors. Okay. You have the Bridgestone NHL fastest skater. So we, need, we need to rank them in order of sponsor. <laughs> Best to worst. <laughs> uh, Great segment. All right, all right. So we'll go back and do that after. Uh, Bridgestone, uh, fastest skater, Enterprise Premier Passer. That's that's a new one. I'll be anxious to see. Uh, I'll scroll down a little bit here yeah. and see what it's. The Ticketmaster Save Streak. Okay, well they're last. 
I don't know. Ticketmaster's trash. Gatorade Puck Control. Oh, they win. SAP Hardest Shot. I don't know what the hell an SAP is. Uh, the uh, stat tracking. And oh. also the ones who are doing the website, I believe. I thought MLB.com, yeah. SAP is the one that does all the stat tracking for the NHL now. Oh, and the Honda. The one who screws it up then? Yep. Honda Accuracy Shooting. Hondas are dope. And accuracy is always cool. It's it's the same thing. It's very, it's very simple. It's very. I hope they bring out more of the the U.S. chicks, U.S. girls, chicks, ladies. Like, like they did. Uh, I was, I was on Twitter earlier and I saw the Eagles had been retweeting a bunch of the Eagles chicks. Oh, the Eagles. Yeah, the, the well, they have the Eagles oh, yeah, and they have the, they have the, Eagles and the chicks. chicks. Yes. Yeah. So my head was there. Yeah. Uh, so Enterprise Premier Passer. Eight players will compete, which consists of three skills over one round, including a breakout pass, where each player is given 10 pucks to attempt to make a pass to three players or mini nets, uh, where each player uh, must complete a pass over a barricade into four mini nets, and target passing, where each player must compete complete successful passes to all targets that will randomly light up every three seconds. <laughs> cool. How about you, Landy, gets that one? Well, who do you, who do we think is going to win each of these? Uh, all right, yeah, that's another good one. Uh, fastest skater easily is McDavid. Well, yeah, he doesn't have any. Uh, is Dylan Larkin here? <laughs> Dude, that Dylan no, Larkin one was such kidding. a. Ugh. I don't think he's. I don't think Dylan Larkin's the fastest Red Wing. <laughs> uh, so Connor McDavid, fastest yeah. skater. Yeah. Premier passer. Uh, it's hard to know without knowing who's participating, right? But that sure screams Patrick Kane. Yeah, yeah. I would say him or Sid, just because Sid's good at everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Patrick Kane. I like that one. Save streak. So you got to think breakaways here. Gibson. You're on Gibson, huh? I'll say Hank. Sentimental favorite. Uh, right before he gets uh, traded to the Avs. <laughs> uh, puck control I think you gotta go Your favorites are Goudreau Kane I would go with Goudreau On that one um, Anybody out of the east there Matthews uh, Sid again Who are the Tampa Bay guys That are there Kucherov and Stamkos And Vasilevsky Maybe Kucherov Maybe Kucherov yeah. Uh, Hardish Kudrov might be the passing one too. Mm, I think he did that last year. Yeah. Hardest shot. Oh, that one. I have no idea. It's wide open. Yeah, I really. You got no Subban. You got no yeah. Bufflin. You got no Chara. McKinnon took no part Weber. In last year. No Weber. Wow. Who is gonna? Um, let's go with Yossi. Yossi. I'd like to see Nate get back in there like he did a <laughs> couple of years ago. What, what's crazy is he was so embarrassed over, like, a 92-mile-an-hour slap shot. It's like, yeah. huh, dude. <laughs> he was like, I'm never doing this again. Yeah, it's like, that dude, was pretty good. There, there, are some, there are some baseball pitchers who were like, I wish my fastball was that good. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, that'll be, that'll be a fun one this year because every, kind of an year open that, field? every year that Char is there, it's like. <laughs> Will he break his own 106-mile-an-hour <laughs> record? <laughs> yeah. uh, and then accuracy. I'll be, I could see Miko doing that one. Maybe not winning, but I could see him. He should do that one. That's a, ooh, that would be fun. 
Um, that's boy. That's another one that really. Um, I would say Crosby Kucherov. Boy, that's that's a tough one. You know the other the other. I keep going back to this passing one. Uh, Blake Wheeler, he'll be there. Oh yeah. And I mean that dude's nuts. So. Yeah, it's funny the point that Landy brought up. Uh, I wonder what they are going to the Central's going to do with so many forwards and only two defensemen. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, he's going to play defense. It's going to be <laughs> funny. Um. So yeah, I mean. Again, I, I like this. I, I like the skills competition. I really do. Yeah. Especially it's with fun. 25K on the line. You know, guys are going to be. No one's trying to get hurt. Right. But. Uh, like, nobody, nobody's going to, like, blow out a back or, you know, pull a mm-hmm. groin or a hammy in the hardest shot or whatever. Like, nobody's, nobody's going like that. But. But if if there's money here, if yeah, if, if the if the the score to beat is like ninety five and a half, and you're like, I think I can beat that, you're gonna step into it. Yeah. It's twenty five k. Yeah, free. Um, and if nothing else, it'll certainly pay for the uh, medical bills. <laughs> oh my god. Outside of fast, <laughs> I'm just kidding. They don't have to worry about stuff like that. <laughs> America. Outside of fastest skater, what uh, what are you looking forward to most out of these? Safe streak. Me too. And again, you and I talked about that uh, in the break because they've done the the breakaway challenge where the guys. I'm got glad they got rid of that. Ridiculous and capes and hats and two sticks. Yeah, it was funny when they turned all the lights down and then turned them back on, and Brent Burns was wearing the Chewbacca thing. Yeah, yeah, that like, was funny. That was funny, but then it was like, okay, now he has to do something. <laughs> or when like, like Johnny Gaudreau went and got somebody's son. Uh, no, Voracek went and got Johnny Gaudreau. Okay. Is that... Okay. <laughs> right after right. Ryan Johansson went and got, yeah, someone's son. Yeah. But no, it, it's, it's, it's funny and it's good for, you know, a God, laugh. That was really funny. But it's not... That's like... It's like you never saying. Right, yeah, that's not high-end anything. That's yeah. all... It's just like slapstick silly and they won't let people light their sticks on fire. <laughs> they would just do that. We would have no issue. Everybody would have to play with a stick that's on fire, and it's like, <laughs> this just got really weird. Uh, but yeah, the save streak, guys are actually trying to score because they they want yeah. their goalie to win the money. Well, and it's high-paced. Yeah. And, you know, it's goalies are just one after another after another, and it's it's cool. I'm... Uh, it, of all the like goalie, I still think that they need uh, they need to do goalie shooting on each other. That's all. That's all I've ever wanted Isn't to see. That, didn't they do that for the save streak last year? The last shooter was another goalie. I don't remember. Am I? I don't know what kind of drugs you're on, so I don't know. Am I crazy? Am I crazy? Oh yeah. Uh, that's so funny. So it's uh, if at. At the competition, at the end of the competition, there, if in the event there is a tie for the longest save streak, the winning goalie will be determined by the number of saves in their round. If two or more goalies remain tied in the total number of saves made, then the tied goalies will compete in a sudden death round of goalie goals. <laughs> <laughs> goalie goals. So that's I'm look at that. The NHL's having a little bit of fun. How dare they? They're going to be some old Canadian boys and ain't too happy about that. I don't know why I went Southern accent for that. Yeah, that was weird. It's all right. You got, you got very Saskatchewan right there. <laughs> uh, 
AJ, this has been a really long podcast about not much. Any, <laughs> anything you want to uh, say as we go out of here? Really need to get some ice cream today. We're about uh, hour 15 out from the game, so I think you and I will settle up here and uh, yeah. start migrating uh, over towards Pepsi Center. Correct. I think that's it. True. So, uh, Final thought. Me? Yeah. What's yeah. going to happen tonight? A game will be played. Uh, Boom. End the pod. I say the abs win. I say they go into the all-star break feeling good, and I think the building, uh, building helps them run the wild out. I got it at like 4-1. Abs? Yeah. I don't have a score prediction, but I think they, I think they pull it out, and, and they can all kind of go into the all-star break with a, oh. We're suckers. And, and reset a little they're bit. Gonna, they're going to lose 5 uh, I was going to say. Ugh. For AJ Hayfley, I'm Jesse Montano. This is a BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage and Blake Street Tavern. Thank you guys all so much for listening.